Yo, I put it like wow. This that sound. These oaks don't work hard like me. I hope they know by now. Bail, bail. Stand my ground. Throw these money trees go overseas like Percy Tau. I'll make sure you stay around. Quiet when I'm under loud. No negatives allowed. Me positivity took a vow. I always play to win. Don't anticipate loss. Mind always in the clown, my boy. Never think about the drop. Never, ever, ever think about the drop. Welcome to it, sports fans. It is MKT. We are in America and there has been a little lull in the podcast. But finally back, uh, we've just come out of Super Bowl weekend. We're on our way to uh, NBA All-Star. Um, and then we'll, we'll settle down. It'll be uh, more settled content. It'll be more uh, day-to-day. But just thought I'd give you an update and we'll be heading back into the podcast. There'll be, there'll be one of these, at least an update daily uh, moving forward. Uh, as we do so these will be under the mkt show package so you can find us of course wherever you get your podcast currently in philadelphia um here to cover one or two things we'll see how that uh whole uh situation shakes out but yeah super bowl weekend a very very interesting time if you if you are a consumer of anything outside of american sports very interesting exercise for me personally um, I've been to NFL games before. Obviously, the Super Bowl is a different beast. It is America's biggest event. And the immediate observation for me was it, it was really interesting. On the day, walked around a little bit um, in and around the stadium. Unfortunately, we didn't in, end up going to the game, uh, but we were in uh, LA, which was nice. Uh, very, very, very different city. Uh, very, very wild place. Um, in fact, super, super multicultural. And you can see why it's the entertainment home of the world. Uh, anything goes there. And an interesting thing, if you've ever been to a Premier League game or something Premier within the uh, European landscape, and and I've certainly had the pleasure of doing that, it was a completely different experience, right? So Premier League games, I mean, every single game is a big show. It shuts down cities, etc. But one thing I must say that I realized why the NFL or, or American sports are so different, we'll, we'll see what um, the all-star is like, but why the NFL is so different is the uh, the American consumption method is very, very different. Everybody I spoke to um, in L.A. and and we were in Inglewood, which is a, which is a very interesting place, um, very much the hood, if you will. And it was really interesting to hear how much people talk about the entertainment side of it as opposed to the game. Whereas when you interact with Premier League fans in England, what they worried about is... 442 who's the keeper who's injured who's in who's out but a lot of the people i spoke to um were very interested in the halftime show for instance so for me the halftime show not really interested it's not my thing because i love the sport but largely speaking this was seen as an entertainment event that just so happened to have football and that's the feel that i got which is so interesting because constantly we are told the NFL uh, prizes the Super Bowl as the biggest event in America, which it may or may not be. I haven't done the numbers or looked, and it gets numbers like nothing else. But it is an entertainment event, which was really, really interesting for me to observe, especially on the ground, which was, yeah, L.A. I mean, crazy, crazy place. So uh, some crazy travel, 16-hour flight in. We landed uh, on the East Coast, and we took a flight in the end on the same day, by the way. Uh, LA, America, you forget, big country, 
a big country, not like South Africa where coast to coast is a two hour, two and a half hour flight max, a big country, America, six hours it, it took from New York um, to LA. Oh, brutal. But in the end, we got there, settled in, very, very nice, Airbnb, that's the way to go. I mean, you, you can't be mucking about trying to find accommodation during Super Bowl. Um, and the LA Rams did what they must. Uh, you know, if you're a Detroit Lions fan, you probably think to yourself, it wasn't Stafford's fault the whole time. He's left now. Detroit are still terrible, and they're going to be terrible forever. But hey, uh, you, you know, at least they're selling Fords down there is what um, <laughs> people in Detroit will tell you is we are still the home of American motoring. Uh, not sure how much that matters. If you are a Lions fan, that was brutal to watch. Some people very happy for Matt Stafford. Number one overall pick. It has been a disaster for him. Guy played with a broken back once. That's how much he loved uh, his team. He played with a broken freaking back. Uh, but he is now a Super Bowl champion. People say arguably the most arm talented quarterback to ever play football some say Aaron Rodgers some people say him and a lot of sentiment here in America is happy for Stafford because he got out from under the Lions mess and he is now somewhere with boy genius the youngest coach to ever win by the way he's nearly my age in Sean McVay 36 years old absolutely incredible he has reached the mountaintop at 36 years old i mean andrew whitworth right one of the greatest left tackles of all time one of his very own players is four years older than the coach <laughs> oh man boy genius so sean mcveigh a real guy in real time and stan Kroenke. if you're an arsenal fan you are not loving this because we know what they think of Kroenke in uh, the u in the in the uk is that arsenal fans are comparing it and saying why don't you invest like you do here in us and the truth is, Arsenal, um, you've been so bad for so long, right? It's a cronky, I don't think, is the problem. He's probably trying to figure out, how do I get out of the mess that it's been for 20 years? And you can see Mikel Arteta doing that. So stick with the Cronkies. They're going to take you to the top because they have spent money. I mean, Von Miller, who they took from Colorado, right? He, he, he was in Denver. And he said, ah, I've had enough of mile high. Get me out of here. Number 58. He's a real panther, that guy. Unbelievable. Von Miller had the game of his life. Aaron Donald, game of his life. And that's all Stan Kroenke. Listen, they are built to win and win now. Three or four years down the road, they're going to have problems because they're going to have to pay all these guys. And then that's going to be a situation. But Stan Kroenke says, forget it. My wife's probably the richest woman in America. I'm not going to deal with that now. That's down the road's problem. Uh, you know, the interest we're making because together we're the most powerful couple probably in America in terms of economy. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll pay Sean McVeigh. He's extremely handsome. They'll figure that out. He, maybe put him on Vogue or whatever because it would work. It, it would work. That guy is super handsome. And we, we were at the Marriott. They, in America, they say the Marriott. So we went there um, to watch the game. Superb. Uh, Dr. Dre did his thing at halftime. Snoop Dogg still... Uh, <laughs> Snoop Dogg's an incredible figure, isn't he? He's... He's somebody who, who's never felt out of touch. And he must be, what, 50 plus, 60 even? And he, he just feels cool now. And he doesn't feel like that old guy who's pitching up at the pub by himself. He feels like he fits in anywhere. Anytime, anywhere, Snoop Dogg, not faking it, just as cool as I. So for me, uh, he, he was rocking the, the bling, mad bling, two-piece roadman jumpsuit if you're in the UK. Shout out to you. You know what I'm saying? And Snoop Dogg rocking sunglasses during the day. And at night, by the way, that is Snoop Dogg. That's what he's doing. So absolutely loved seeing that. It's a spectacle. Uh, the NFL, absolutely superb. So I look forward 
to hearing some of the blowback, of course, from the other side. Joey Bungles, if you are in Cincinnati right now, you lost, but you've won. Because let me tell you something. Joe Burrow, is he's not a guy. That's the guy. Joe Burrow got sacked seven times. Aaron Donald was trying to turn him into a pretzel, by the way, the entire game. If it wasn't Aaron Donald, it was Von Miller. And this guy, seven times. It's a record for the Super Bowl uh, in terms of sacks. What, what you've got to realize in this young man is that last year he got smashed so much. He had an ACL operation, came back this season. The, the O-line is somehow worse than last year. But he said, hey, I got my buddy from LSU. You guys mustn't worry about this. He opted out in his final year of college. He's as fresh as a daisy. He comes into the, link, into the league. And Jamar Chase is the guy. But in Joe Burrow... If you are in Cincinnati, the Brown family has to do something about protecting this kid because you saw him go down in the Super Bowl with his knee again and you go, you, you know, while it's all good and well, one year, two years, three years taking those types of hits. Joe Burrow is not a massive man. He cannot keep absorbing this. But you've got a guy. You've got the guy. So if you're in Cincinnati right now, put some pressure on the Brown family. I don't know how it happens because billionaires do not listen to anybody. So I don't know. Maybe uh, you, you, you're his driver or... You make his stakes, but to the Brown family, protect the asset because Joe Burrow is as Tom Brady as it gets. We've never seen this. Not in, not in year one. No, no, we've never seen this. And they're awful, by the way. I, I don't want anybody making a mistake. It is very, very clear to everybody that this Cincinnati boy is taking awful and turning it into near gosh darn, as they say in America, Super Bowl winner. They lost by three points. And he got sacked seven, <laughs> seven times against the best team in the league. You've got to realize you've got the guy here. If you are Cincinnati and you do not protect him next year, then that's on you as a franchise. Because in life, we all make decisions, right? It's like, okay, if you meet somebody, right, and she's great and her family's great and she gets on with her family, right, and she organizes things for her family, that's wife material. Uh, you meet somebody at the club and she's fighting with her sister. She's fighting with her brother. Like, uh, you got to say to yourself, you know, family is hard, but we all make sacrifices in life. You've got to get along with your family. That's just how it goes. That's girlfriend material. If people don't get along with their family, like look out here. And Joe Burrow is the type of person, put a ring on it, shut up Beyonce, you know what I'm saying? Um, so, and, and by the way, speaking of Beyonce, her husband has become uh, rotund. Uh, Jay-Z, is, he, is it because he's a billionaire now? He just thinks, don't worry about it. I don't need to work out. I'm so rich. Beyonce will stay with me forever. Uh, if I'm Jay-Z, I'm like, uh-oh, this is Beyonce. She's definitely got options. Maybe I need to tone up a bit. He was at the Super Bowl wearing sunglasses at night as well. So I don't know if he's too old to be doing that. But shout out the Jigger Man. I mean, he's a billionaire. I don't, I don't know why he needs my advice on, on whatever he's doing in life. So, so Joe Burrow for me, and I guess people that competitive, you may not understand, and to the bungles, of the, as they've been called, uh, the Bengals, is don't feel too bad. You'll be back again if you protect the asset. Within the next five years, guaranteed, write it down, the Bengals will be back, right? They will be back in the Super Bowl if you protect the stud, because that's what he is. He is a stud. Shout out the Bengals. Shout out the Rams. One of the greatest Super Bowls in living memory. Three points. And, and it went to the wire. He nearly pulled off a miracle, by the way. But Aaron Donald, in the end, 
says, I am the king here. And Cooper Cup, that guy is something else. Great story. His wife worked uh, while he was in college so that Cooper Cup could focus on the dream. And boy, oh boy, has that paid off. He is now, he's achieved in one year what Jerry Rice achieved in terms of awards his entire life. By the way, MVP of the Super Bowl. That doesn't happen for a wide receiver. In America and the NFL, they call it a dependent position. Usually it's the quarterback. Usually it's the quarterback. And Matt Stafford had a great game, by the way. But Cooper Cup, absolutely incredible. Most receiving yards uh, in a single season. MVP of the Super Bowl. I mean, is there anything this guy can't do? If you haven't heard the story, go and look it up. His wife, him, the family. Congratulations uh, to the Cup family. And they will take it on to another level. Um, Hey, America is interesting. So we were in L.A., by the way. And L.A. was like hot, right? So 28 degrees centigrade or so. And then you go to the East Coast, it's minus 15 degrees. That's at the same time. I'm I'm talking one day after the other. We flew from the West Coast to the East Coast, got here. I mean, my testicles turned from grapes to raisins, absolutely freezing cold. I've never been this cold in my life. Uh, I mean, that is a lie. That is a lie. But it is cold out here. We're in Philadelphia. That's where Will Smith and uh, Joel Embiid lives now. But Will Smith's from uh, Philadelphia. Uh, Walked into a lady in the coffee shop. Uh, a little bit earlier, and she said Will Smith is from the west side of Philadelphia, which is slightly nicer than the north where we are. Um, and she said, whoo, boy, oh boy, the north 10 years ago, not a place to be walking around, uh, but they are gentrifying here. It is very nice. A couple of coffee shops, uh, found a Whole Foods yesterday. So uh, they are gentrifying this area, and it is beautiful. It's close to the city center. So uh, hey, Philadelphia is getting a facelift, I'll tell you that much. Uh, very, very nice. And, and we are here, 76ers, we're going to see what they're up to. Do they believe in basketball? Because there is a situation developing. There is a situation developing. James Harden is in town. You heard of him? He's now on his second team this year. We know what happened last year after Houston. It'll be very interesting how that situation develops. It is the dream team from Houston, right? Is that Daryl Morey, uh, hugely innovative, very, very smart guy, Ivy League guy, right? So Daryl Morey has always believed, shoot threes, you're more likely to win. And it's nice in the regular season, but as we've seen with James, we get into the postseason, we run into some problems. But he says now, I've got a Cameroonian monster who is playing out of his, uh, I mean, Joel Embiid must be a size 20, 22 feet. That, that, he's got flippers for feet. Uh, Joel Embiid, seven foot plus. Cameroonian monster, right? Indomitable lion of all indomitable lions. Is playing out of his skin now. It's almost like Joel Embiid says, if I don't score 40 points, I'm disgusted with myself the way he's playing at the moment. It is, it is unreal. This guy's on fire. That one-two punch will be interesting because life is interesting this way, right? Relationships need give and take. At all times. And if if you can't give enough and receive and take enough, relationships don't work. So it'll be really interesting because if you remember two seasons ago, James Harden had the highest ball utilization in the NBA. Well, what's the thing with Joel? I love Joel Embiid, but he needs the ball. He needs the ball. Joel is not your, he isn't your, your, your Dirk who can, who can do it without the ball. Joel needs the ball. He wants to dominate things. And I mean, he's actually, he doesn't really want to get in the paint, which is interesting for a seven foot guy, right? Joel says, hey, I want to show you my handles. 
But he's not quite Kevin Durant. But he's not really your traditional center. Now, James Harden wants to dribble the air out of the ball. Right? He will dribble the clock down. And if you, if you triple him, he doesn't mind passing and uh, leaving a guy out, hanging him out to dry. So that'll be such an interesting relationship to observe. I want to see it up close because we're fortunate enough perhaps uh, to go and see a game. We'll see how that works out. I want to see how it works. Can they give and take? Because both personalities as well, alphas. James Harden is the guy. Joel Embiid says, I'm the guy. Right now we got the Aussie who's uh, obviously he's he's in Kardashianville. But Ben Simmons is gone now. Now Joel Embiid. All the responsibility on you is to say, can I share, can I share with James Harden? Because ultimately, that's what it's about. If you want to win, think of all the great teams in the history of mankind. If Michael Jordan wanted to score 40 points a game, he could have. He could have. Nobody could stop Michael Jordan. But he said, no, Scotty's here, right? Steve Kerr's here. Let's distribute things. So that we win. Not my numbers. I want to win. And it's what's great about him, Kobe, LeBron. You think Kobe couldn't have averaged 35 if he wanted to? His whole career? For sure. For sure. Kobe could have actually probably been around that 38, that that magical 38 number. But Kobe said, I've got Shaq here. I'm going to share. I've got Gasol here. I'm going to share. Because the point wasn't for Kobe to win. This is what separates these great ones. LeBron James could average whatever he wanted. These great ones understand their role is to make sure the team wins, not their numbers. That is the criticism against Russell Westbrook. I love James Harden, but that's been the criticism with James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and ultimately, as we're seeing now at Brooklyn, Kevin Durant. Let's not mistake a great talent for a great player. Those are not the same thing. And I know in, in a world where we love TikTok and we, we love Instagram, we go, if your Instagram followers are great and you're popular, it means you're great. Do not mistake the two. There is a reason Kobe was Kobe. It had nothing to do with Kobe's talent. That's fine. It was secondary. Kobe, LeBron, the great Michael Jordan. And now Steph Curry today, I believe, is the most self-aware person in the NBA. They will sacrifice individual numbers for the team's gain. They will sacrifice individual numbers for the team game. Is Joel going to be able to do that? And we'll see because, listen, with these big personalities as well, what you have to take into account. It'll be interesting to see. These are still human beings. James Harden is, is, is Maury's guy. We know this. How does that relationship work out? It's going to be interesting to observe because both guys, great guys. How does it work on the court? How does it work long term? How does it work for everybody? Hey, some guys will be James guys. Some guys, it's Joel's town. How does that work? Looking forward to seeing what the 76ers can do because I hope they do it. I love Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is the next evolution, the next face, I believe, of the NBA. Because Zion cannot stay fit. The NBA was shaping to put Zion Williamson as the face. I love Giannis Antetokounmpo, but Giannis doesn't have the personality to, to be the face of the league. Right? Kevin Durant, I just can't rely on because he's a flake. I'm sorry. Uh, you, you've seen it now, he, and now he's injury prone. 
Joel Embiid, if he keeps his head down, will be the next face of the NBA. But can he go to the promised land? That means, Joel, you're probably going to have to shave six or seven points off your your average because James is going to need a little bit of the sugar. And these are human beings. These are alpha males. Can they sacrifice? We, We make this mistake in life all the time. We think great talent equals great results. It does not, e.g. Russell Westbrook, e.g. James Harden before, e.g. Kyrie Irving, e.g. Ben Simmons. What separates the great ones is the ability to sacrifice. I'm in freezing Philadelphia. It is so cold outside right now. We're in a loft apartment, by the way. It's uh, pretty nice, pretty nice. Uh, centralized heating. It's a, it's a very real thing here in America, and they will make it happen. So those of you in uh, South Africa um, wondering what's it like in America, it's the same as South Africa, except way colder here in Philadelphia. There's people, they're walking around, they're walking here. We were in New York, people say, I'm walking here, I'm walking. Shout out to Nero. Um, I am with Ryan. He was watching The Irishman earlier. Robert De Niro, very Italian guy. Owns, owns Nobu, by the way. That guy. Owns, owns the Nobu. In, uh, he started Nobu with, uh, forget who the other bloke is. Owns Nobu in LA. That guy. He started Nobu. That's uh, Robert De Niro. Bobby. Hey, Bobby. I'm walking here. I'm walking. Very Italian, that guy. Very, very Italian. Good actor. So Ryan was watching a movie uh, called The Irishman. I haven't seen it. Um, but maybe I'll watch it sometime. Uh, probably not. I say that. I, I probably won't. I do like Robert De Niro. So we've been in New York as well. New York, very, very cold. Very, very nice though. Um, you, and you can see why it is the beast that it is, right? Uh, we went to Madison Square Garden on our first day here. We were exhausted. But uh, we met a guy. I think his name was Kevin. And he took us on a private tour. And it, it's, it's, a, it's such an interesting thing to observe again. The mesh of the old and the new. So Madison Square Garden is currently undergoing a facelift. Um they've got old and new in the same arena and they're trying to evolve it literally physically from the top of the arena to the bottom. They're trying to evolve the whole building. I see where they're headed. Lots of cool sweets. And again, and by sweets, I don't mean sweets that you eat. You know what I mean? Because it's it's very easy. And, And it's tough in audio to say sweet because you think I mean sweet that's going to be in your mouth and make you need the dentist. No, 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 no. I mean, a sweet like Lil Wayne would be at with sunglasses on indoors. You know what I'm saying? There's, and there's nicer sweets, by the way. You can be in some of them and it would be like, okay, guys, let's get some money together. We're all going to go. Then it gets to a level where you've got to be an investment banker who actually invests for Cronky. To, to be in them. And those are, and by the way, the difference is very clear. So we started at the top and I was like, oh, this is nice. And then we went like a level down. I'm like, oh, this is, this is nicer. And then we went another level down. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And then we went to the bottom level. And then I was like, oh, my goodness. So I'm not going to say what it's called. You know what I mean? If people want their name set on here, you've got to sponsor the podcast. Yeah, I'm saying. But I must tell you, the celebrities at Madison Square Garden, I see why the NBA always has celebrities at it. Because... <laughs> the suites at, at Madison Square Garden are a lot nicer than incredible houses I've been in, by the way. Absolutely stunning. And again, I see why New York's the place. People say LA and all of this. 
I'm always like, why don't bankers just move to LA? It doesn't make sense. And then you go to Madison Square Garden and you go, oh, oh it's because it's they let them live like this. So when people work 18 hours a day and they love the Nets, uh, 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 well, I, I, we haven't seen Brooklyn's one. Maybe maybe we pop over there and, and we go, hey, this is not as nice as Madison Square Garden. I, I went on a private tour with Kevin, who, by the way, is the, is the Rangers tickets guy. He's an absolutely uh, incredible human, that guy. This Kevin guy, I've I got to commend him, right? And, and I hope his name's Kevin. I've forgotten. But what he said to me, Kevin, right, wasn't what was important about this guy. Uh, what was incredible about this guy was he, he loved his job. He loved his job. This guy loved his job. And he was a real reminder to me because I've got, an, I've got a ridiculous job. I always say to people I'm stealing. But Kevin was a reminder to me that just because you pick up a paycheck in life, right, it doesn't mean you're a professional. There's a term called consummate professional in life. Please don't think just because you get paid to do what you do, you're a professional. Because I hear a lot of people saying my profession is. Kevin was a professional. He wasn't doing his job part-time. There was no umming and ahhing. He was in his element and he knew that center inside out. He knew that center inside out. He knew everything about uh, the Knicks. He knew everything about the Rangers, which he heads up ticketing for. And he wasn't at work. He was in his element. And he was a good reminder to me is put your soul into it. Whatever you're doing, put your soul into it. Kevin felt like he was a part of the building. He took us around and he was a part of the building. It was an awesome experience. So I want to, you know, I want to thank the Knicks um, and all of the management for allowing us to have that extremely unique experience. And I want to commend this guy and I want to commend the organization for what they've done there in having this great man representing them. Because I will go and tell the world the story to say, forget who you support. Go to Madison Square Garden. They employ people who care. You're not just a customer. I didn't feel like a customer there. I felt like I felt like I was going to someone's house for a family dinner. That's what Kevin made me feel like. And that's the difference. I must tell you, listen, whatever you think of America, let me just tell you, everything here is experience related. Everything here is experience related. He it wasn't a tour, it was an experience. And that meant a lot to me. So I, I never thought in my life I would I would see Madison Square Garden from that side. I never thought in my life I would have somebody tell me about the inner workings, why things are happening. Right? If you want to touch people's hearts, explain to them why. If you fight with your partner, right? He or she, what do they always say? Say, make me understand why. When people are upset, they say, make me understand why. To make people feel you must go to why. And Kevin had a why for what he did. He had a purpose for what he did. And it made me feel a thousand times better about the whole thing. Because you know what happens now is I romanticize that experience. Because you know, the further away you get from a great experience, the better it gets actually. Think of, think of sportsmen in the past. Michael Jordan's legacy, <laughs> it's almost like Michael Jordan never missed a shot, right? But it was so long ago and he was so great. Now Michael Jordan is a video game. In reality, he shot about 40% from the floor. 
So Kevin gave us an experience of a lifetime. New York, different place. Absolute beast of a place. All right, let's go across to the other side of the Atlantic. Cristiano Ronaldo right now is going through what the young kids are calling the most. That's what the young kids say. Uh, I'm going through the most right now. So, and this is very different from doing the most. Young people talk is very confusing, right? Is We must be very clear. Doing the most and going through the most, very different. Doing the most, positive. Going through the most, oi boy. Going through the most, not good. Not who you, not who you want to be right now. That's Joe Burrow's knee. Joe, Joe Burrow's knee is going through the most right now. Guy got made into a sandwich. BLT. Uh, Aaron Donald turned his... <laughs> he turned his knee into a sandwich, a knee sandwich. Absolutely squashed it. That's going through the most. CR7 going through the most. Listen, Man United, folks, I've said this before. And we all fall into this trap again, right? Because people are great at presenting the best version of themselves. I said to the boys, Cristiano Ronaldo made a mistake going to Manchester United. I'm not a romantic. So I always say to people, I'm not a romantic. Right? I'd like feelings are, are, are only so interesting to me. I'm not a romantic. Cristiano Ronaldo went for the romantic story. The best run football club in the world is Manchester City. That's where he should have gone. And I said that. I said it to Paolo. I said it. Uh, I mean, Paolo's obviously his heart isn't there in Manchester United. I said it to Senzo. I said it to James. I said it to Ryan. I said he needs to go to Man City because at Manchester United, here's the problem. There's organizational tension, and I called it. I said the organizational tension, much like in relationships, is that Ronaldo is at the legacy stage of his career right now. He doesn't want to be worrying about nonsense. Ronaldo wants to get on the pitch. He wants to have Tony Cruz, Gareth Bale. He wants to know that it's five-star. Why? I'm five-star now. Man United are a two-star organization with a five-star guest. I told you, I told you this would happen because you know how I knew it. I said the culture's broken and I, 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 I have this written down in my diary. Always choose culture over talent. You can overcome talent, a talent gap with culture. Man City's culture right now is excellent. Man United's culture is what? Instagram? Pogba? What is, what is the Man United culture? Because under Fergie, it was very clear. For you young people who don't know what, why Manchester United dominated so long, I'm not a romantic. You know why Bill Belichick and Tom Brady did their thing, right? It's because there was order. For there to be success, there must be order. And when we talk about legacies, look at every legacy organization of all time. The Bulls had order. It was Phil, it was Michael, it was the rest. There was no arguing that. There was no, it, there was no Scotty not knowing his role. It was Phil, it was Michael, and there was the rest. Go to New England. Why was Tom Brady so great in New England? Because he understood that it's Bill, it's me, and it's the rest. And that's the order, by the way. Nobody, there's no confusion because to win, and I will die on this hill, you need dictatorship in sport to win. 
You cannot win in a sporting democracy. You cannot win when Paul Pogba thinks he's the guy. You cannot win when Luke Shaw thinks he's the guy. David De Gea thinks he's the guy. Because when Jop Stam thought he was the guy, right, at his peak, Alex Ferguson met him at a, for those who don't know, a petrol station or a gas station if you're in America, and Alex Ferguson said, great bald head, get the hell out of my club. That's what happened. Go and look the story up. Jop Stam says, Fergie met me at a petrol station and told me my time at Manchester United was over because Jopstam was asking for more money. Fergie said, not on my watch. Ruud van Nistelrooy wanted a new contract at his peak when they were winning, when they were killing everybody. Fergie said, uh, take a seat here, Ruud. Um, great to see you, by the way. Uh, hope your knee is fine. Get out of my club. David Beckham, at his peak, dared to turn into what Fergie called, called a spice boy. He was out the next season at his peak, at his commercial peak as well. Alex Ferguson was not asking opinions. Bill Belichick does not ask opinions. And I know it's very cool now on Twitter to say, oh, the Patriots are done. They are not done. There is order there. Where there is order, there is success. Bill Belichick will be back. He's got Matt Jones now. They will be back. System over talent. Manchester United are broken. Cristiano Ronaldo's talent cannot overcome chaos. My little nephew the other day was asking me, where should he take an internship? Because he's going to take a gap year. I said, go onto LinkedIn, look up employees that have worked at that company, right? And ask them what the leadership is like. Ask them what the staff turnover is like and make your mind up like that. If people are leaving a company, there's a reason. If people are walking out of the company, there's a reason. If HR is inundated with applications, there's a reason. Manchester United right now, nobody wants to go there. You can see it. Folks, the poor Pogba thing is a disaster. Maguire thing is a disaster. There's a cultural failure. It's not Maguire's fault. Pogba didn't sign himself. Di Maria didn't sign himself. Falcao didn't sign himself. Luke Shaw didn't sign himself. Maguire didn't sign themselves. Juan Bissaka didn't sign himself. It's been six years of disaster now. Cristiano Ronaldo is now realizing, oh boy, I made a mistake. And have I got bad news for Man United fans? My old man used to say to me, when people show you who they are, Believe them the first time. Cristiano Ronaldo is a winner. He's not a romantic. I told the boys, I said he's going to leave Juventus uh, before the transfer window. They said, no way. I said, I, I, I know what a winner looks like. Cristiano Ronaldo is not into your feelings. He's out at the end of the season. If Manchester United win the Champions League, Cristiano Ronaldo's out anyway. Folks, what great people understand is there can be no greatness within chaos. No amount of talent will overcome chaos. No amount. Look at what Joe Burrow did. He couldn't overcome seven sacks. Chaos is the enemy of progress. Cristiano Ronaldo, and I cannot believe I'm saying this. It is his first career misstep ever, by the way. It is his first career misstep ever. And what's so interesting about it, and it shows we're all human. It happened in the legacy phase of his career. Cristiano Ronaldo does not need to explain himself to anybody. He doesn't. And I thought he would have maybe, I mean, at that level, I would imagine he speaks to people like Tom Brady. Brady made a brutal call, by the way. 
He made a brutal call. He said, I'm going to where the talent is and I'm going to win. And he did. Ronaldo made the opposite call. He said, I'm going to where my heart is. It's now coming out. Patrice Everett, people like that saying he called him, Rio Ferdinand. I'll say this one last time. No matter how talented you think you are, avoid chaos. No amount of talent can overcome chaos. Because if you don't believe me, we'll finish off on this. Ask every single Manchester United fan what they think now of Paul Pogba, Maguire, Juan Bussaka, Bruno Fernandes. They'll say, we've got such a talented squad. I say, yes, but then why are you in sixth place? Because what do people do? It's the coach. Oh, really? So are you telling me it's Moyes' fault? It's Mourinho's fault? It's Louis van Gaal's fault? It's Oli's fault? And... It's now Ralph Ranić's fault. No, 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 no. That's not how grown up uh, grown ups work. It can't always be someone else's fault. The organization is rotten. The culture is rotten, and it can be rescued, but you've got to make some brutal decisions. You've got to make some brutal decisions. So shout out to Cristiano Ronaldo. Shout out to Manchester United, and in fact, Southampton should have beaten them. They got away with it. They got listen. David de Gea is a human cat. He is a human cat without his reflexes and he does need to be checked for feline genetics because some of his saves are just mental. It's absolutely outrageous, this guy. Point blank, with the feet. Ginger beard as well, that guy. Like Ryan. Ryan, by the way, who looks like... So the guy who just won the Super Bowl, a guy called Sean McVay, disgustingly handsome and now the youngest coach to ever win. It, It makes you think, I mean, some people have it all. But Sean McVay looks like a squashed version of Ryan. For those who don't know Ryan, I mean, born while meat was cheap. He lives in the wet rand of Africa. You know what I mean? We've got good meat down there. Ryan's about six foot three, shoulders as broad as a house. So Sean McVay, he, he looks like a swimsuit model. It's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Looks exactly like Ryan. So if you just, if you put Ryan in glad wrap, he, he'd be Sean McVay. You know what I mean? You just tighten things up. But, Ryan says, get the hell out of here. I'm, I'm XL. You know what I mean? Big shoulders. Carry the hopes of the world on his shoulders. That's uh, Ryan James Tinline, who's having the, the time of his life. He knows everything in America, um, does Ryan. There's very little that isn't Elvis Duran related in Ryan's life. He walks around. I mean, he's, he's, he's telling Americans about their culture. He's telling Americans about their culture. And it's, um, it's incredible. It's almost like Ryan has lived and grown up on TV. As in literally it's raised him because I think he knows more about America than South Africa. I, I think he knows more about America than himself, actually. Some of the, some of the comments, Ryan Tinline, will <laughs> just absolutely incredible. So, listen, I thought I'd keep it short and sweet today. I'd love to know what you think. Um, if you're a Manchester United fan, where do you start? I'd love to know where do you start? At the MKT Show on all social media platforms. And I hear people blaming Cristiano Ronaldo. Hilarious. But if you're a fan, where do you start? Because culture is such a complicated word. Where do you start? Hit us up. Um, is it a Ronaldo thing? Is it Ralph Ranić? Is it both? Because Ronaldo could be a problem. I'm not a Man United fan, but I, I know what success looks like. I, I saw the Australian cricket team at their peak. I saw the All Blacks at their peak under Richie McCaw. One of the greatest leaders of all time. I saw Bill Pilicek break my heart because I've got Kirk Cousins now with the Vikings. You know what I'm saying? Guy can't even vaccinate. I've watched 
my teams fail. And I've looked at these great teams. There must be order. Manchester United, nowhere with that. Love to know what people think. Philadelphia, our home for another day. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. Oh, you, you, you know what? I sound like an old person. We'll be back to Moz. That's what people say. You know what I mean? I want to stay young. I want to stay young. Um, I mean, I'm getting old. It's clear. I'm 35 now. Probably, I probably need to grow up. I'm still wearing uh, tracksuit pants to work every day. I am planning on doing that for the next 40 years of my life. Uh, hopefully, I don't have to wear one of those suits. You know, hopefully I don't say anything inappropriate on the air and I actually have to go and get a real job where I've got a boss. You know what I mean? That, that, that'll be terrible. Say, maybe I'll work in New York and they say, hey, I'm walking here, I'm walking. Because that's, that's what they say. That's what every New Yorker says. says I'm walking. Hey, Joey. They say that as well. You know what I mean? Hey, what you need? Mama's baba ganoush. Hey. And then they kiss each other on both sides of the face, which is, which is a very Italian thing. And listen, <laughs> I don't know if American Italians know this. Uh, I haven't really run into like your, your, your caricature type. Hey, uh, next Italian guy I see in New York, w- without even thinking about it, I'm going to go, hey, Giovanni. Because his name's Giovanni, right? Let's just imagine. And I say, hey, just, just hold on there, pal. Do you know that Italians in Italy resent how you guys represent them? Because they're sick and tired of seeing pizza made in a circle. Real Italians, we make that as a square, by the way. So, but I don't know. I haven't run into Giovanni yet. I, I will let you guys know. And good chance from what I've heard, I've heard in New York is I'll probably get sucker punched in the face because New Yorkers, from what I've heard, I don't know. They don't have time for mucking about, you know? So if I have a broken nose, don't worry about it. I got travel insurance, you know? Like I'm not a mug. I got travel insurance. So if Giovanni punches me in the face, I say, hey, hey, no problem. Hey, keep walking. That's what I'll say. That's what I'll say. All right. That is the quick catch up. Uh, we will be with you tomorrow. Um, we're in Philadelphia. Will Smith, Kevin Hart, uh, now the home of Joel Embiid. That's what this city's famous for. Maybe we get a chili steak. You know what I mean? Probably not. I mean, I'm trying to keep uh, the waistline in check. I haven't had much time um, to keep going. Ryan is trying every single restaurant you can in America. It's, it's his thing. It's his thing. What do you do? My name is MKT, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this has been a bite-sized version of the MKT show. We shall return uh, a little bit later on. If you're watching the Champions League, we will be live with you on the Tikatoka as MPZ calls it. We'll be on, on Ticker Toka, the MKT show. Uh, join us there live for a watch along. It's a PSG against uh, Real Madrid. That'll be a massive game. It, it is Kylian Mbappe, really. <laughs> Kylian Mbappe's situation right now is basically, it's like if you're dating twins, right? I've never understood this. But it's kind of like, oh, it's just a rehearsal for when I start dating the other twin because Real Madrid are basically the establishment version of PSG and he's going I'm moving there anyway I might as well check out the backyard and see if the swimming pool's big enough by playing against them in the Champions League and also it's it, it is kind of nice if you break up with somebody <laughs> and you go to a better place it, it, it is nice so I think Mbappe might do that one as well is PSG you guys are bums I'm out of here I'm going to Real Madrid where Cristiano Ronaldo played I mean you, you got Neymar that guy that guy can't win anything I'm, I'm Kylian Mbappe. I'm on the cover of FIFA, damn it. I gotta be in Real Madrid, you know? Los Galacticos. Los Maringues, as they say. So I'm really, really looking forward to seeing how that works out. PSG, Real Madrid, the MKT show, ticker, talker. For now, ladies and gentlemen, I am MKT. This has been the MKT show. We are the hell. Out of here.